Hi, this is Dr. Luke, uh, Janelle Luke from Heart to Heart again. Um, today I'm very, very excited to invite one of my close patients slash friends slash acquaintance in some ways because I know lots of your other friends uh, <laughs> uh, to my show and her name is Dana. Uh, Dana, welcome. Thank you. So um, Dana, how long have we known each other? Well, let's see. Let's count how old my daughter is. How old is your daughter? <laughs> She's three. Three. Okay. So, so four. Yeah. Four years. About four, yeah. Okay. A little over four years. And um, you were at somewhere else in my memory. I was many places. Oh, yes. man. How many places? Uh, one, two, two. I get so two places. Two places. Okay. Yeah. It felt like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> now, tell me. Um, Tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you come about wanting to have a family and all that? Sure. Well, for me, because I'm a single mom, so I decided I wanted to have a kid. And so... And how old were you? Sorry, I was 38 when okay. I decided. And um, I thought it was just going to be... That was going to be the hard part, was making the decision. But lo and behold, it was more difficult than that. So I started doing... Um, started with IUIs. And, and how many of that? So uh, you, you bought some sperm, I guess. So many, yes. Um, Actually, I want to talk about buying sperm. Okay. I think it's the funniest thing for some of my patients. It is. Um, tell me the actual process. Is it like a It's like internet, online dating. Like, on, yes. Do you do you order it and yes. then you pay and then they ship it to someplace? And it's like you're ordering a sofa or a box? No, it's more, I would say it's more like online dating except... You have to think about it in terms of you're not dating that person <laughs> and you're looking for traits. It's weird. You know, you, you sort of have to get yourself into the right mindset of how to choose it because it literally is an online thing. You get to see, at least I use the California cryobank uh -huh. and you get to see pictures. So they, they have baby pictures of the donors um, and you literally use filters like you do on online dating, you know, to choose a bunch of the traits that you're looking for. And then um, you kind of you have to narrow it down. Uh, you have to pay to get access to, the, you know. All so what, at the end, files. you don't choose anything. They will still you still you, it's, you still no, cost no. you. Well, you don't oh, choose yeah. anything. Oh, no, yeah. If you don't choose anything, it still costs you. And how much access. in your memory? Uh, like three, think, couple hundred dollars? Yeah, it was a couple hundred dollars. Okay. Um, and you could do it by like, I just want to see this one, like you, you could, it was a teaser. Like you could see a little bit of information, but you couldn't see all the information because they really have a lot of information on these guys. Um, like what? Eye color, college, everything. Or... Yes. Everything. Like okay. their SAT scores and oh, wow. their whole family history. Um, and like their grandparents, their aunts, their uncles, their so like, you get so much of their family history uh -huh. and, um, and for me, so so I did it. I I I had one friend that I had helped me because I needed like somebody else to kind of weigh in because it was very hard to narrow it down. So I sort of narrowed it down to ten, and then like we we had. And what were you using to narrow it down? Like do you do. Like I, so, eye color, so, so the thing, education. So because I'm a single mom, I thought, okay, it would be probably good if she, he or she, the kid resembles me. Okay. Um, I did, by the way, your little one does she, look Yeah, like she you. looks just like me, yeah, which, same. you know. Yes. But but there, there's a funny ending to that because I ended up picking a donor that didn't look anything like me. But <laughs> um, so it was And so didn't even have, like, the only thing he had was light eyes. Okay. But everything else. Cause, because what happened was I picked, I ended up picking one, 
and then I used that and it ran out. <laughs> and then I went to go buy more and they were like, sorry, there's no more. Okay, this. how do you buy? Do you buy one spot? Do you buy? So you can do it. How you, ha- you have? To, I think you have to buy at least two at a time. That's and right. They're really yes. expensive. It's like I think now it's like nine hundred dollars. Yes, a mile. yes, yes. Um, and you have to buy it. And so they tell you how many are available, or they tell you that they have at least twenty five or at least 25 vials are available and if you want to buy them and then store them then you can do that a lot of people do that apparently they buy up a whole ton and then if you don't use it they'll buy it back from you for half price (laughs) isn't that nice of them uh Uh, do you have an expiration date though that is really i don't think so i think they just if, if you want to keep it sure you can um but but i what happened to me was the first one that i picked it ran out, but then I thought, well, it's not really working with this one. Maybe I sh- really should pick a different one. And so, anyway, it worked out with the second one. And so, the second time I did it, it felt much less charged because I was a m- more a seasoned, uh, you know, person trying to get pregnant. And um, I don't know. I felt like it was a little easier the second time because I don't know. I didn't. I didn't think. I was like, oh, you know, it'll be fine. I'll just pick. And and to tell the audience who are also going through the path of <laughs> yeah. choosing sperms and yeah. buying sperms, um, they have all the STDs, right, evaluated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually they screen them six months before and six, six months after. Yeah. It's a sperm quarantine. Very, so supposedly go through a very vigorous Very difficult to get process. into their programs. Oh, really? Yeah, they too, say that they only, don't. I think it's, they say only 7% of the people that apply to get in, get, get it's like getting into college. Um, yeah, that very few actually meet the criteria to be Good. in a sperm I mean, donor. So that made me yeah, feel better. Yeah, some of my patients are very scared. They yeah. sometimes ask me, I right. don't know, and banks are changing, yeah. and I don't know I, the regulations. Yeah, yeah. But I, um, I really felt like this was a very personal decision, and I didn't want really anybody's input except for one friend of mine who I really feel like she is so good at not making it about her. And really knows how to support me. And so she was the one person I let help me narrow it down. But then I ultimately made the decision that first time. The second time I just did it on my own because I felt more confident in it. Um, Because when you're going through it, it's a weird thing when you're starting IVF for that to be the thing that you have to start with is choosing sperm. Because it feels so (laughs) surreal. It feels like, what am I doing? You know, you you can't really, you can't really imagine what's coming next right because you don't have no idea and i didn't have any idea that you know it wasn't going to be until uh, over two years later that i would get pregnant right i didn't realize right, right, it was right. going to be such a long journey it took two years right yeah when we met you were 41 40 i was no i was no, 40 40, 40. Mm-hmm. got you yeah. um so the iui journey which is putting sperm in the uterus supposed mm-hmm. to be no needles yeah. no cut it's very easy yeah uh, some of my patients tell me it's like turkey I'm turkey not, based yeah i don't i don't cook <laughs> Yeah. Thanksgiving. So yeah. I do. It's just a squirt. Yeah, it's a little squirt. <laughs> um, and so supposedly very easy, but then you didn't get pregnant. I did not. But you spent lots of money, I bet. I did. Well, actually, I had insurance coverage of the sperm for that. donor. Okay. I had insurance coverage for six IUIs. I ended up doing, um, I think I ended up doing seven IUIs total. Uh, and I and I did a lot of I mean I don't I I've actually even lost track. I think though that I did nine transfers of an embryo. Okay, now we're yeah. going on to IVF. Right. So after, after half a year, yeah. you're like, let's well, go. The, and then yes. it went somewhere first. Yeah. Um, IVF center. So tell me what happened that process. How do you transition for IUI to IVF? How was that? Because you were getting older. I guess you were thirty eight, thirty nine ish. Yeah. Around that point. Well, I I just said 
to the doctor. I said, well, are, are my chances better if we do the IVF? And I had some coverage for it. Like yes. my, my company, I had good uh, health insurance. So I was like, so why are we wasting time with this? Can we just move on to the IVF? So, and the, you know, he said to me that like, I it was much better chance of me getting pregnant. I was like, well, then let's do that. <laughs> But by the way, you know, I also had a huge fibroid. Oh, okay. And I kept asking him, don't you think this is a problem? Uh-huh. uh-huh. shouldn't we have it removed? Right, right, right. And he said, right. no, people get pregnant all the time with these. It should okay. be fine. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very annoyed with him that he wasted all of my insurance coverage uh, of all those rounds where I could have, you know, just had the myomectomy up front. But, you know, I ended up at the next doctor that I went to. The first thing he said to me was, we got to get that fibroid out. <laughs> so, I see. you know, that, that that was the. And 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 this is a great, um, you know, this podcast is starting with patients and me. Yeah. I'm going to have doctors and me oh, too good. in the future. Um, fibroids is very difficult because it is a very invasive surgery. Yeah. There are complicated. It is a big question for some of my patients that go and get your fibroids. For some of my patients, like, right. oh, let's get a second opinion. I don't want to. I don't want to have a patient that right. would be sad. Hey, why didn't I get a second opinion? I would have removed the fibroid. Mm-hmm. It is a tough decision, mm-hmm. even as a doctor. The only thing I say about fibroid to share. Sorry, I know yeah. there's a interview to you, but yeah. since this is supposed to be informative, fibroid is like real estate. Is location, location, location. Uh-huh. It's exactly where it is. So usually I tell my patient you have a heavy period, crampy, likely a fibro is within the cavity. If it is within the cavity, you need to remove out. Like you cannot have anemia all mm-hmm. the, every month, even for your health, it's no right. good. But if it is behind the wall, that becomes a very, very um, difficult decision because a fibro is a big incision, you have to wait mm-hmm. six months for the transfers and so forth. So, mm-hmm. um, those are my yeah. two cents on fibroids. Yeah. Um, so then, did you do any IVF cycles? The first doctor? Yes. Oh, you did? Yes. And how many cycles did you do? I did, I think I did three with them. And fresh transfer, or you tested all embryos? Um, we tested them all. Okay. So we will explain biopsy yeah. testing uh-huh. is to bring some cells of the embryos mm-hmm. so they repeat one cycle after the second cycle where they stimulate all the eggs out and mm-hmm. then retrieve the eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we will put the sperm into the egg um, and to make a baby. Mm-hmm. And then five days later, we do biopsy on mm-hmm. the embryos. Right. And um, they were all, I guess, abnormal. That's why you didn't even get to a transfer. No, no, we, we did. We did. Oh, you did, right. You did one. No, I'm very upset. That's why I'm so upset because I had all these good... Listen, I'm not upset. I have um, the most perfect, beautiful child because... And all the, you know, whatever, it's all meant to be. But um, it did feel like I had these beautiful embryos tested, like normal, normal, all good quality. Yes. All good quality. There were two, three. And we had all these failed transfers. One or two. I think I did three with them, I think. Three. Okay. Yeah. And then I was, and then I quit. I was like, I'm not doing this with you anymore. (laughs) Because I said, tell me what you're going to do that's different. And they were like, we're just going to try again. And I said, well. Then I'm going to go somewhere else. Okay, now then the second doctor. Also, I, I did have one from an IUI. I did get a positive pregnancy test. But then you didn't. But it, it didn't last. It was like six weeks. Um, so, yeah. And then the second doctor? Second doctor, uh, they first I had the myomectomy. Okay. And then after that, um, which went fine. Although, I mean, I had a huge fibroid. It was like, it was very large. And also it had been there so long that it had calcified. Mm. Um, and also they, it was, it, it had been, uh, it was pushing against my bladder 
and it had adhesed to my bladder. So oh when they God. removed it, it nicked my bla- my bladder. Oh, great. And then they had to, like, repair my mm. bladder. It was lovely. Um, but the bladder is a good thing. It's yeah. Very... It, was, it was good. It went right back together. Yes, right back together. <laughs> right back together. And we have no issues. But um, uh. so that was – so that happened. And then after that, I did, an- I did another couple of retrievals with them and um, some transfers and they didn't work. It, even even in, in other normal at this time? What? At normal embryo or not screened? All normal. All normal. So, wow. Okay. And Sorry, that, I didn't get the first sentence yeah. story. I only remember the second. Yeah. I, I know they have normal embryo. Yeah. I've, um, I only transferred normal embryos. Okay. And still cannot get pregnant. Still, that. right. And so um, I was obviously getting very upset yeah and, and, I, and like, i'm sorry to the audience i don't want me to be, be funny about your blood oh it's okay it's a heal but this is this is how hard it is oh, throughout yeah. the whole process i i you remember my, my my um stepfather took a picture of me <laughs> in the um hospital bed and he was like some i'm going to show your child someday what you went through yeah did you to show get, that to, to make baby, this happen to tell you yeah meaning you yeah <laughs> Meaning you can visit me one day. Yeah, I'll we will. Explain we what is will. IVF. <laughs> um, um, so, yeah, no, I mean, I went through a lot. And I really, I mean, at that point, I was not sure if I could do any more. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, I just was, I was getting very depressed about it. And it's, it's a very, one, I was doing it as a single person, mm-hmm. which I think has its pros and cons. You know, some people tell me how their relationships fall apart through this whole process. It's very damaging. Um and, but it's also very solitary because it's the kind of thing that, um, you know, I wanted support, but I also didn't want people to ask me too many mm-hmm, questions mm-hmm, about it. Like intrusive about. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. And I was I was very um, like I went I went I, I, one cycle ended. It failed. I went right into the next. Like I never really took. Any, no, you didn't. Even, you were I did not take any here. breaks. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, let's go another round. And it was too, it was hard for me to manage other people's feelings about it. So like everybody knew to sort of keep their distance, and that I would let them know when it was okay to ask me questions about it. I would let them know when the transfer was happening. But like I really didn't, I didn't wasn't like I was like, hey everybody, this is what's happening. I was really there was a handful of people that I were I would talk to about it, but most people didn't even know that I was doing this. So that was also because I'm a very extroverted person and I have lots of friends, but a lot of people had no idea that this is what I was doing. So it was a very weird two years. Now, what do you do? Because it must be exhausting. You have jobs to balance. You have your own career. Mm -hmm. And then you have... um, And there's all those early mornings of going to get your blood drawn. And and, yeah. yeah. Um, And and then having to take a mysterious, you know, half day (laughs) or whatever when you need to go in for stuff. That it's, and many times too. This is not a one one day thing. Exactly. For the I mean, month. really, like, my job, my the people at work definitely thought that I was job searching. <laughs> like they really thought, like everything was very cryptic. Because when you would get the phone, I get the phone call <sighs> to uh, you know from the nurses or whatever, giving you results. They they do that at midday. And, yes, yes. And I would be out like on stra- strange times. So like everybody was like, oh, she's definitely looking for a job. You know. Um, but it's good that your job is supportive. It seems like they you were. Know, they know. were. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. How did you find me? I found this you. after two now. Well, I had yeah. five, six cycles. It seems like yeah, many, many embryos. More, transfer. probably more. I think. More. Okay. I think more. Um, so I was sort of like at my wits, <laughs> wits end about it. I was really trying because 
Because, you know, the people closest to me would say, well, when do you think, when do you think it'll be enough? Like at one point I kept saying, you know what, I think I'll just know. I'll know when I'm ready to be, to move on. Um, but I really just wasn't, but I was, I was sort of in that place of having to think about it. And uh, I, I ran into a friend of mine who I hadn't seen in a long time and she was pregnant, very, very pregnant. And, um, literally uh, about to give birth. She had a C-section scheduled for that Tuesday. And I saw her on fr that Friday night and she told me her whole fertility journey. And it was like, as if she was telling, she had seen some of the same doctors had been, been through almost the same thing. It was almost a parallel journey. I couldn't believe what she was telling me. And then she told me that she had then finally went to you. And, and I was like, Oh, you know, I was like, and so, um, I didn't even tell her. I just let her tell me her story. Cause it was, I, it was about her. I didn't want to be like, well, let me tell you what's going on with and me. And you bumped me in the street, literally. No, actually, oddly enough, I ran into her at services on Friday night at our, at a synagogue. Oh. And I ended up like, I never go there. I never do that on a Friday night, especially by myself, but I just happened to be, decide that that's what I wanted to do that Friday night. I needed to go do something that was like going to ground me. And she was there and I sat and I sat upstairs, which I don't normally do. She was sitting upstairs with her husband and they were there because she was like, it just felt like, you know, we're about to give birth, have a baby. And like, we're here to, and, and she sat there and basically told me her whole story while we were at synagogue. And, um, Forces of nature. I know. This is amazing story. I, know. Actually, I didn't even know that know. detail. And then um, I reached out to her. I, I I reached out to her like a few weeks later, and I said, and I asked her if I could come over. So I went over. I told her what was going on with me, and she was like, "You have to go see Dr. Luke." And I was like, <laughs> "She's like, just go meet with her. Just go meet with her and see if you like her." Because I was really complaining about how like I these doctors. First of all, they're so inaccessible. You can't you, to get them on the phone is impossible to get them to like really pay attention to what's going on as if you're like some if you're as if you're somebody you're not just anybody you're somebody um, and and I'm like actually somebody who has medical connections in the world like the second place I went to like I got an appointment because I have connections and I got special treatment but I didn't get special treatment really like in the end all I did was get an appointment and right, get right, into right. their get into their factory rhythm, but right, I, right, I didn't right, really right, get anything right. different. I didn't feel, um, and so so that's that's when I, I was like, all right, I'm gonna go see Dr. Luke and see like. And when I you were the first doctor that said to me, you after you reviewed my record, my medical records, you said you should be pregnant, and no like none of the other doctors would sort of own that that like there was something off here and that there was something to be solved. Like there was, there was something there that you were like, you should be pregnant. So I'm going to get you pregnant. Like you were, you were just so much more confident and real about saying like that we can, this can happen, you know, but we just got to figure it out and we're going to take a different, like you took a different approach. You said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to, you know, like, it, so it was a totally different. And so that's, that's why I was like, great. I'm going to work with her. Okay. <laughs> now, Dana, yeah. that is a lovely story, by the way, how you came to me from a surface Friday night mm -hmm. and how nature mm -hmm. because she made why did you, what mm -hmm. call her I to know. go there I know it's like voices you know, I know. You, yeah like universe I don't know it's, it's true spiritual it's here, true but, um how did 
um, when you first met me, mm-hmm. um, it must be hard because you just had some so much failure. How did you? Is there voices in you like woman's wisdom? Like you know, the mini me is somewhere around the corner. You're like, I need to keep on going. Like, what makes you not give up? Or because of that night that you went there and yeah, well, some it patient did feel little, gave you yeah, it did feel a little rekindle. bit like wow, this was this, this feels a little crazy that this all happened the way it did, the way my friend you know, sort of you know, it seemed like she was telling my story and 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 um, and then when I met you, it seemed like a good fit because you were, it felt different. It just felt just the office in general was more intimate. Yes, it yes, just yes. seemed like a better fit for me. Um, and, you know, I, you know, I wish that I had known that earlier, that to start, not start at one of those bigger places, but to go someplace where it felt different, but you don't know what you don't know. Right. You have to that's go, right. You have that's to right. Well, that's why, um, right yeah, here. Yeah. That too. Yeah. So, but, 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 but some patients love the big place. Exactly. I have to tell you, I have patients who also yes. leave me and say, Hey, yes. Dr. Luke, I like a class. I like a big building yeah. I like chairman I like directors right. you know like is it like they do like that right and who so, am I to say that like all that needed to happen for me to get here and to get you know start working with you like and I I mean it sounds so, so um I, I mean I really feel like my daughter she was the one I was supposed to have and like that's she, that embryo was conceived here not in the other place, you know. It wasn't like we brought we brought no, it. No. no. So like, so it was. It's perfect. Right here. It, it I, happened yeah. the way it's supposed to. How many IVF? Remind me how many cycles we did. You know, I thought we did one or two. I thought it was one actually. Yeah. We, there was, was only was we, the, did one. we did one. Well, no, we did two. We because you said we're gonna we're gonna bank. bank. Yes. We're gonna bank. We're and bank. We made, I, so I was like, no, let's just do it. And you're like, no, no, no. We're gonna get and we got five embryos. Yes. Yes. And um, and you said we're gonna we're gonna get as many as we can, and um, you even went and ha- went out and had a baby. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> so I did one cycle with you. You were super pregnant, and then um, and then Nejat did the uh, another retrieval. Yes, yes. And then we had five good ones, and you're like, okay, let's do it. And like then we did one transfer, and you and I was I got pregnant. Um. <laughs> I know it's so magical. It's a good, it's a good uh, it's a story. story. Um, but now story. we didn't test it, so this is we a good. That's why right. I want to get to that. Uh, right. Is that I was saying You're it like, was all not that I don't want. I want you the same discussion I had with another patient yeah. yesterday. I don't want you to have a miscarriage, but it didn't work for you. Right. While well, you keep on biopsy something that yeah. is normal, and you went in and didn't go. Maybe right. the embryo doesn't like to be biopsy. Maybe your ex doesn't like to be biopsy. Right. I don't know. Right. It fits ninety nine out of you know, 70% of all the patients maybe not fit 30%. Right. And that's why success rate is also not 100% for normal embryos. Right. So I said, let's use a different out-of-the-box thinking, and we did something called a mild stimulation. Mm-hmm. Now, did you, were you on lots of needles and injections? Were you okay with that? or I was fine with it. I did not, I'm not one of those women who responded poorly to all the drugs. Like You are really, fine. It didn't bother me that Great. much. I mean, I did all my own injections. I even did those yeah, horrible tough. progesterone injections that are like the big needle, you know, but um, I don't know. I'm pretty tough. It didn't, it really didn't bother me that much because I just wanted to be pregnant so badly. <laughs> <laughs> and I am, I am sort of tough in that sense. Like no, I'm not squeamish and like that kind of stuff doesn't bother me. Um, how is it being a mom? It's amazing. And now, do you have support? Like, it seems like you have um, I do. parents or... I do. I have a really wonderful um, support system. My my. You mentioned your mom a couple of times to me, actually. My mom, because yeah. Because sometimes she knows 
me did she does she I don't oh, know. Well, my mom, my mom, refers, my mom refers pa- patients to you. Oh, that's <laughs> every time my mom meets somebody who's like they're okay. where they're having uh, issues. Oh, gotcha. My you. mom always says Dana has a wonderful doctor, <laughs> and then she and she has it in her phone, and so she just sends your information. Oh, I see, I see. But it was uh, those other friends of ours that came to you. Um, yes, and they, and they, they got pregnant. Yeah, yeah, they got pregnant. Also, mm-hmm. very tough story. Yeah, I know. Only tough cases. Only Listen, tough cases. You know, well, that's. I mean. It, that's really sort of my advertisement when I talk about it. I'm like, I know maybe maybe you're somewhere else and you feel like there that's the place to be. But if you're not getting pregnant, maybe you should consider going somewhere else. <laughs> um, that is out of the box thinking. It doesn't right? have to be me. It can be any other doctor, yeah. another lab, another feelings, right. another environment. It's right. like a change of environment. It's like people right. change shops, right. change locations. Of, the, the other yeah. thing that was helpful was that you know. The, in the other places, you know, they say, yeah, you should do whatever you need to do, like with like acupuncture or whatever, but they don't really, you know, they're not necessarily helping you with any of that. And I felt like when I got here, you were like, okay, you got to go do this. You got to go, you have to go see this person uh, to get some acupuncture and yes, yeah, and like, yes. you know, you're, you were, and you weren't like prescriptive about it, but you were like, these kinds of things can be helpful. That's correct. That's and you correct, were on board with it. Even when I, when I, even when I brought you the intralipid infusion thing, <laughs> and you were like, um, okay, fine, you can do that, but I'm not going to order it, but you can do it. <laughs> But yes. you know, that other doctor, it's so funny. Everyone, Dr. Kofinas, yes. remember yes. that guy, you sent me to that guy to get the blood test yes. and like, you know, you were, I just felt like you were willing to just try a lot of things to help me get pregnant. Yes. And like, I felt like you were as invested in me getting pregnant than. Well, we, we have to do thing, anything you haven't done. Basically, right. that's the only, only possibility that we, there's only one road. We're yeah. going to repeat the past, which you have repeated again, right. again, and again. Right. Um, we have to do something that's out of the ordinary. Right, right. Um, how, but it is something voodoo. Like some of the signs, like, I, okay, yeah. I would not try to say acupuncture. I don't believe I do have patients really needed that and yeah. help. Yeah. And then I have patients who come to you as my guest at pocket. like, no, I don't help it. I'm so scared of those needles and so forth. How do you, like, is, are you someone that your personality, you feel like it works for you or how your friends, they introduce this to you? Or, what, all, like alternative like, modalities? Yeah, the modalities. Well, I grew up with that. My mom does something called the Alexander Technique, which oh. is... Um, so I grew up with all kinds of mind body technique as, as a way of life. So to me, I've always been open to it and I, and I, my body responds very well to it. Like it just, it's a good match and I'm not like, um, I'm not overly into it. Like it's not, but I'm definitely, it's, it feels like a natural thing to, to do and to try and to have it. Like to me, it made total sense. Like, why wouldn't you try something that works for other cultures yes very yes. very well and successfully yes I'm, I'm trying something now called a vibration therapy oh. i don't know if that will what's that it's just some is do we do you see the gong when you come in uh-huh. yeah it's like a vibration kind of uh, eastern therapy uh-huh. um i was reading about it actually i was introduced it by one of my staff but i was in um in a place where um, kind of a massage 
like a Eastern medicine place, mm-hmm. and they basically vibration sometimes will affect your cells and your um kind of a chi. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yes, your chi. Yeah, chi. Right. Oh, good, you know chi. <laughs> uh, in the body and yeah. how that affect um the yeah. being, yeah. like the wellness within your system and right. and it's amazing. So I we're going to maybe gong it That's every great. time people do an IUI. I, I love know. it. We need, But we need a randomized control study to prove in the medical But you know what's so interesting world. about all that stuff is that so much of it depends. Like, you can do it, but it's not something that gets done to you. Yes. You know, like, the person has to be open yes, to that's right. receiving that's right. it. That's right. That's right. And being part of it, like, you have to be part of it to for, yes. it, for it to work for that's you. That's right. That's right. And, you know, if you work with a good practitioner, they can help open you up to it but like it's, it's also not a it's not a car wash that's that's yeah. correct and that is become that that goes back to IVF centers and fertility is that yeah. I'm trying to it is a lot of work when you need to change your protocol standards to different patients to yeah. indi- really truly individualized care right uh, but everyone's claimed they have individualized care how can you not someone has allergy you don't do that and someone has not have it. that's individualized care but is that really truly individualized care well right uh, well, that is the funniest thing because you call you know of course this is Janelle this is Dana you don't right, mix their allergies and medications but I almost think about it like I even t- when people are you know, when people think about going into therapy. Yes. There yes. are, you know, how many therapists are there to choose from uh-huh, in New uh-huh. York City, especially. But, like, you do have to find the right therapist for you. Yes, that's Because correct. then that is what allows for the process to work and for the healing to occur and whatever needs to occur. And I feel like there's probably, there are absolutely elements of that in this process, right? Because yes. Because it's very intimate and, but it's scientific. Yes. But it's, but it's also not. Yes. You know, and so like... Because there's not everything proof, like in lipid. You yeah. look at me, I was yeah. talking to my patients, oh, yeah. I don't know, 50-50. <laughs> right. right. My patients to pay so much money, right. uh, pocket, and then the, well, I'm not the doctor, Dr. Luke, and right. I know, and all I can tell you is the best medical science, which right. is not much right. uh, with certain things, and right. there's many... Because, um, I mean, audience doesn't know or you may not know, yeah. but most of the people, when they say stand of care, it's being proven by 90% or, or 95%. So if there's a birth okay. control pill in the market, mm-hmm. there's medication that works like uh, for heartburn. 90% of the time. Supposedly it will work 95 to over 99% oh. of the time. So that was it means by it right. works. But then it obviously... It doesn't work. Right. That's correct. It right. So that patients that I don't respond to certain medication right. for headaches, you know. Right. So it is a very fascinating thing. But IVF even worse yeah. because now you have different styles of stimulation. Yeah. Um. And I truly believe the ovaries do react differently every month. Yeah. So you cannot keep on doing some the same thing to it every yeah. month. Right. Um. It's a little bit different than the other organ. I think we can call it the testicles. Okay. <laughs> Those other organs. Uh, it's just a little bit different. Yeah. They don't change as much as we change from 30 to 50. Mm-hmm. Like if a testicles doesn't really change that much, mm-hmm. like the guy's still producing yeah. the same number of sperm at 45. As, I mean, of course, we can talk about many studies about advanced maternal age, autism, and all that. Mm-hmm. But they don't usually change too much. Mm-hmm. But I think ovary changed. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the reason I give you the different therapy than the mm-hmm. conventional because I do do hardcore stimulation right. to certain patients, but just not patients like you. But I also feel like you were you took the approach. At least it felt like to me that you were like, I need to get to know your ovaries. I need to get to know your uterus and your ovaries. Like yes, you know? I do. Like it's yes, like it's I like do. that's my thing. Yeah, now. it's like really ha- what, what happens in there. You what's what's, to what's unique to Dana? Right? Yes, yes. And like none of the other places I felt 
really were trying to do well, that. Well, maybe they don't say that. They do blood work and ultrasound yeah. to know that. Me, I just say, Dana, I want to talk to you over it. Well, but you do spend uh, you do spend more time with patients than I, than the other places. You rarely see the doctor at the other places when you go for your ultrasounds and all that stuff. You. Like, uh, or the you know, um, so I do feel like that. That's what. And yeah, and, and Dana, as you know, my center is growing. Yes. So, but this is the challenge now. How do you keep the quality yeah. and the patient care yeah, I bet it's a challenge. um and so I'm glad i got in early <laughs> <laughs> i wish you got that but anyway uh dana so yes um welcome and thank you for coming to my little podcast heart to heart family my pleasure um we, as we are wrapping up because getting hotter and hotter this room mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, sorry do you have any question for me well we sort of i think we sort of covered it but my question was going to is to you that um, my question is what is it that sets you apart from the others that you what do you think you do that's Isn't different? Isn't that a question you should answer? Well I feel like I did I feel like I told you what my experience was because like I guess it's do you agree that there's a real nuance to the process that is really very personal? Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I I do speak a little bit differently than other doctors. Yeah. That's yes. one thing. Like yeah. I, I do have, I went to uh, Yale, I went to Boston mm-hmm. for my training. So I know how usually doctors speak. Right. And so I do sometimes uh, skip a subject here or a pronoun here and I speak very um, bluntly mm-hmm. and I also speak very simply. Mm-hmm. So that means I want patient to really understand and conceptualize. I use lots of analogy like mm-hmm. the uterus is your garden and mm-hmm. the embryo. So um, I think that is a big thing to communicate mm-hmm. with patients. Um, and yes, I'm very out of the box. So if we're going to repeat, isn't Einstein said something? If you repeat the same thing and expect it's an, insanity. Yeah, yeah, expect this same outcome. Yeah, uh, it's the definition of insanity. Yes, a different yeah. outcome. So you yeah. repeat the same action and you yes. expect different result. That yes. is the uh, the definition of insan- yes. insanity. So I do do keep that in my mind. And when I first start Generation X, and this is another point that yes, mm-hmm. do set me apart is I really want to combine the Eastern Western philosophy about mm-hmm. human body, mm-hmm. uh, about, about the mindfulness, about what we um, stress and how we can relieve that and how can that also affect reproduction and fertility. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do believe in stimulation, not using too much of the medication. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do not think that, um, I don't think I need to conquer the ovary. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like medicine, sorry to make it so gender, I know both women, but as you know, the medicine was started by men mm-hmm. and the originality of medicine is by men, which is a great, great male doctor. So mm-hmm. I'm not trying to say men and women are different or so forth. But what I'm trying to say is they may not understand certain kind of menstrual cycle and period and the ovary is not the same as a testicle. So mm-hmm. I do think a 30-year-old ovary need a different treatment mm-hmm. than a 40, 41, 42, 43-year-old ovaries. Like that is a very big thing for me. Right. And I think that is really a part of the difference. I have one more question. Yes, go, Ada. Do you ever get a patient where you say, I don't think you should do this? Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. I have patients who have hemorrhaging, like fibroid, big fibroids at the age of... Uh, 49 uh-huh. and she's anemic all the time and uh-huh. she basically barely even 
bleeding was from like sudden bleeding. Uh-huh. Suddenly, her AMH is like zero point zero one. It's just not. She, I just cannot get an egg. It's right. impossible. She's like peri or to menopause at right. that point. And also, I think if she pursue any hormonal treatment, she had to really look into her fibroid. Mm-hmm. Can her fibroid would they grow bigger because she has been long lasting problem? Um, so are those? Do you think it's? Do you think you? Um, you see more hope and possibility in most cases than like the average fertility doctor. I don't so I think no? every doctor who saw your case would love to have you again really you have normal embryos right you did six cycles <laughs> I was every dream. doctor anytime you have eggs I think the standard is they will they will keep on trying on you okay. like all the patients coming from many of the very famous centers who right. come to me I don't think any doctors will give up on them because as long as you have eggs right. now the difference between me is that when patients don't have eggs yeah. when patients don't have that robust ovarian production uh-huh. I will I even got more excited <laughs> Because I, those are the things when they start to lose hope. Right. That's when I would say, I want to try on that. Okay. And that is the ovarian, diminished ovarian reserve. I love it. Yeah. Because I feel like that is where, how natural and mild stimulation will work. Right. And versus conventional, which hopefully my randomized control trial in the two years will. It just takes time. <laughs> I need more space. You do. And people and work. You're going to get them. I'm getting it. I'm yeah. getting I'm just trying to get as many people. Right. Like, yeah, so anyway. Oh, you, you, you can come here. Or, or Have another one? <laughs> I meant helping me out. I know. For research. Anyway, um, it's a pleasure talking to you, Dana. Always. Um, thank you for coming. And um, really, it was it was an amazing journey. And I'm thank so glad you. you're here. Thank you. All I can say is thank you. Okay. <laughs>